0: Hey, what's going on everybody? This is Frisky Morris Sessions with another installment of the Out of Towners. For those of you who are unfamiliar with this new format, essentially I have bands that are touring that are playing Chicago. Uh, sit down and talk about their experiences in Chicago, what a touring band can expect when they visit their hometown, and just get to know the band as musicians and as people. Uh, for the Out of Towners episode ten, we had Wolves and Wolves and Wolves and Wolves on from Winston Salem, North Carolina. I think throughout this interview, I it, I'm just geographically challenged because they talk about Cleveland. And I'm like, oh yeah, Cleveland, you know? Ohio, I know where that is. And they're like, oh no, there's a Cleveland in Tennessee. And I was like, oh, okay. And then they're talking about Winston-Salem. And I was like, oh, like, with all the witches, right? And they're like, no, that's that's not in North Carolina. So I was definitely a fucking idiot during this. Uh, but the interview itself is awesome. This band is so good. Their bassist is actually from Knoxville, and the rest of the band is from Winston-Salem, and their other guitarist is originally from New Jersey. So it's really cool to kind of get a broad spectrum of different cities kind of coming together on this podcast. So we talk a little bit about all three of those areas, but we talk about their it's funny that they did a European tour before a US tour. They got signed on to Gunner Records based out of Germany and through them they did a European tour and have have done continental United States tours but their first tour was a European tour with Gunner Records which I thought was really weird where it's like you're a North Carolina band and your first tour was in Europe but hey if they're able to that was fucking awesome. So, other than that, Wolves and Wolves and Wolves and Wolves, I always have to count it on my fingers to make sure I get all of them, is another Wiretap Records band, uh, Wiretap Records based out of LA. Uh, Definitely check out that label. They actually, Warren the Duke from Brooklyn, New York, who I had on a little while ago, their uh, LP of Ghost Be Gone on... 12 inch vinyl just came out so definitely check that out and pick yourselves up a copy and new releases from this band is going to be the cross and the switchblade and the last song of this podcast is called always the rebel which will be featured on that release and it's about scheduled to come out around uh fall time so definitely be on the lookout we'll definitely be posting a lot about it when it comes out But it's a great track, and the other three tracks off their other releases are also great as well. Um, From being on multiple labels, to touring, to Brian and Kyle being brothers, Uh, Kyle, the drummer, also does one of our good friends, Mike Weinberg, who did Sexy Baby Records, works at Pete's Barbershop, and does his own men's product line called Iron Heritage, all his merch. And swag and whatnot he gets from Kyle. So it was a weird kind of connecting the dots because Mike and Kyle knew each other. And I knew Kyle and Brian from this interview. And then it was just like completing the triangle, which was really weird. And the more I do this podcast, the more those like six degrees of separation gets tighter and tighter and tighter. Um, But enough about that. Let's get into the interview. This is the Out of Towners episode 10 featuring Wolves and Wolves and Wolves and Wolves from Winston-Salem, North Carolina slash Knoxville, Tennessee. Enjoy. (laughs) <laughs> Alright, what's going on everybody? This is another installment of the out-of-towners where I have touring bands uh, that are stopping in Chicago talk about their experiences in our fair city, what to expect when visiting their hometown or towns in this instance, and just getting to know the band a little bit better, seeing what they're up to, shooting the shit. So I always like to start these with Uh, Kind of an origin story, how you guys got together, how do you guys know each other? I know there's some brothers in the room. uh, Started in 2008, if I did my research correct. Ish. uh, Ish. Uh, So why don't you guys just uh, take it away and kind of tell us about wolves and wolves and wolves and wolves? Well, I got enough of them. You got four.
1: four. I mean, it it started in 2008. um, I had some song ideas that I was playing around with, it was different than anything I'd done before. We had uh, like an old school hardcore band that me and Kyle were doing before this, and I started writing these songs, brought them to him, said, hey, listen to these, what do you think, you want to try to do something with it, and he said yes, thankfully, <laughs> and uh, then uh, we found a bass player, started you know, working out the songs, putting it together, making sure everything sounded cool, and just... Played a few local shows here and there, but things really didn't get rolling until 2012-ish. Okay. We had enough songs to do a full-length album, so we went into the studio basically didn't play any shows that year at all, so people thought we had, like, broken up. <laughs> the, the first first show we played after finishing the album, everybody came up just like, oh, we thought you guys were done. We thought it was over. It was just another Winston band that disappeared.
2: Oh, man. We are like,
1: that's no. A, that's a
0: common thing? Yeah.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> all yeah. All the time. All the time. Yeah, there's probably been fifty Winston bands that have oh, come easily. and gone since
3: like, we started. Bands will break up and then their band their the members of their band will go on with other band other band members from other bands and form new bands and they become these like all-star hybrid bands that are the worst it's a very promiscu- <laughs> it's a very
0: promiscuous
3: scene
1: as I far feel like as that's kind of similar to, to Chicago because you'll have a lot where it's like
0: oh the drummer from this band is now jamming with yeah, this guy yeah. and this guy so it's like everyone's in like two or three bands yep. and it's this weird and sexual like concoction of people <laughs> that's exactly what we're Yeah, what we've been through. So it's not
4: just a North Carolina thing. Yeah, no, it's definitely not. It's it's like that in Knoxville too.
2: Yeah.
1: So 2013, we put the album out. Um, And that was you guys, self-released, right? Yeah. 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 Started getting kind of serious with it, got hooked up with a friend in uh, Durham, uh, Scotty Sandwich. He was actually from Chicago. Oh, nice. Um, And he helped us push the name. Helped us release it digitally on uh, Death to False Hope Records. Pushed it out, got it going, and it all kind of took off from there. I mean, we started playing more shows, going around, hooking up with more bands. He does a, a fest every year, uh, April and May, like a full weekend of bands that he brings in, all friends of his that he knows. And we got hooked up with a lot of. Uh, bands from around the country, well, around the eastern, midwest areas. Awesome. Uh, Gunner's Daughter came down, we played with them uh, a couple times. Uh, a couple of bands from the Northeast, Jukebox Romantics. And, okay, yeah. uh,
4: <coughs> Sky Arles Nancy. Nancy.
1: We Grave, Arliss Nancy. Nice. Yeah. So we've, uh, this tour has basically been trying to exploit as much of those friendships <laughs> as
0: possible. <laughs> so what was the reason for, kind of, going away from kind of the hardcore roots and starting a band like this one in terms of sound? The the band that we, I
1: mean, me and Kyle are brothers, so we've been doing music together since we've got our first guitars in high school or whatever, so yeah. um, it's kind of the natural progression of what we were doing in high school to now. Like if we had a band that lasted from when we first started and now this is what we would sound like. Sure. So it was, uh, you know, we we had a a punk band that was sort of phasing out the the really hardcore street punk type stuff and going more into like an Alkaline Trio direction Uh and not that we sound like Alkaline Trio now but it was more (laughs) of like okay well there's there's more melodies, there's more harmony, there's more Song. More song, yeah, <laughs> than just hey. Here's three fucking chords. Play as fast as we can, and I'll just scream over top. Blah, blah,
2: sure, blah, yeah, blah, yeah. Blah. Government blah. Yeah, yeah. Blah. government,
1: <laughs> government, <laughs> government, government, government. Yeah. yeah. So we, I mean, like I said, it was just a natural progression from where we were going early on till now. We just had that little speed bump of a hardcore, like old school hardcore revolution. <laughs> <You can laughs> <call it> that
3: <laughs> a speed bump. It was two years. A teenage speed I, I, bump. I think of it more as a skid mark. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> A hazy weekend in Tijuana, kind of thing. We were like, "Yeah, it's a part of me now, but we try and forget it." Forget it, but I don't regret it. So how? So, Jake, you were saying you're Knoxville. How did that kind of across the mountain relationship work? 2013.
2: Um, That was that, that. Yeah, I was I was touring with an old pop punk band called On My Honor, and we played a show in greensboro north carolina on it on a random tour and i saw i saw these two guys and the other two guys that were in wolves at the time they were setting up and i mean i think brian had on like a strike anywhere shirt he was rocking polar bear club or something and then i heard i heard brian comment somebody played lifetime on the speakers and then turned it off immediately and i heard brian be like I had n- never spoken to either of them, uh. and I heard them say, Hey, turn that back on. What's going on? Why would you change that? And I'm like, I'm like, just judging from what they're wearing and what they just said, I go, unless these guys are fucking awful, I know I'm going to love them. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, at first note, I was like, yeah, and I bought the I bought the CD, and then just pretty much became a fan, and then kept in contact with them, played another couple random shows together, and then uh, my other band split up, and they they lost Bass Player kind of just you know yeah was like hey you guys still looking for somebody cause I'm still looking for somebody I'm <laughs> sure what
1: you're looking for I mean it's it's only been five months now that you've really been a, like a full part of the band we we it's started like practicing back in uh, November December or talking about it November December of last year it took year. a while to
2: line it up yeah. cause I had a, I, I had a, other, other things lined up with a, a, a project I was doing in Knoxville at the time so I had to like yeah, we had to schedule it. <laughs> he he basically was
1: the last piece of the puzzle. We got Ryan a couple years ago uh, through a friend that uh, I I actually play hockey with down in North Carolina. Oh he nice. Was, he was talking about yeah I know this friend who was really into like No Effects and, and some other bands I forget. Like you guys had bonded over The Decline. The Decline, or, yeah. And. Um, uh we were looking for a guitarist at that point and he said uh well I know a guy who might be interested. I don't know if he plays guitar or not, but I know he likes good music. <laughs> so he we went and talked to him and told us all about
4: him. And I have a tattoo of Krusty the Clown on my leg and so that that like sealed the deal, <laughs> yeah. no, But um, I when I met I had actually met him so it's like he said I uh I heard him talking to his, their buddy talking about like records and stuff like that. And I heard him mention a bunch of bands I listened to and stuff like that. And uh, so we got talking about vinyl and stuff. And he was like, You know, what records do you have? And I told him I had to decline on vinyl. And he was like, If you ever fucking want to sell it, sell it to me and shit. So we, like, <laughs> me and him became buddies. And then he actually gave me um, a bunch of like bands to listen to and stuff, like Mask Intruder, um, stuff like that. And he gave me their stuff. And I was listening to it. And I went back to him And I was like Dude I don't know Who that band is But those fucking dudes Are great And he was like Well those are actually My friends And I was like You fucking Like know those dudes I was like Wait a second wait, wait 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 What's going on And so I told him I said If they never need Anything in the world Be it any, even a fucking like a fluffer or something like that, like, I'll, I'll fucking do it, you know what I mean, like, so, yeah, uh, and that, yeah. that is under consideration, <laughs> and, that, and that is, that is part of my job description, it has been a month, <laughs> but, yeah. but, no, but, um, and so, uh, I went out, they were going on a, like, a week and a half southeast tour to promote, like, a 7-inch they did, and so, I was just gonna go for that, uh, pretty much, because I, I was, in, I'd given up on music, man. I I was in school to go be a teacher, get my education license, and all that. And we did this tour, and like I was staying there one night, I, I just was like a fill-in for like six months or something like that. <laughs> and eventually, I just I was like, so Am I like part of this band or what? And they were like, Yeah, let's just let's make you part of the band. So I've, I've just been, I've been the fill-in for two years. Ago, so... <laughs> so. But we, awesome. we never actually made
3: him an official member. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, we were, there's no paperwork yet. There's still yeah, a right. chance. yeah. I still don't know
4: my percentage. He, yeah. hasn't, he hasn't
3: signed the contract for his percentage. One yet, bad yet. night and you're out
4: of here. Yeah, it. right. I'm on my P's and Q's every single night. So.
0: so I know with either other bands or other projects or just you as a person or family or friends, uh, has this been the first time or first of many in Chicago or in what? Have, What's been your experiences in Chicago? Giordano's. Giordano's. Sitting in traffic. Yeah.
3: Um, a lot of pizza on your stomach. For yeah. A <laughs> long time.
0: Oh, Little pizza there. baby. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. There's no real portion control no. when it comes to Chicago.
4: You kind of just eat until you're in a food coma. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> for me, this is, my, this is my first time here. And. Um, it was cool because I mean, like, there's so many bands that I grew up listening to that are like from this area. Yeah. You know, like, like Alkaline Trio, Smoking Pope, stuff like that, and so, um, like, Naked Ray Gun and stuff like that. So, when, um, when I mean, when we booked this tour and I saw Chicago, I was like, it's one of the stops I really wanted to do, just because, I mean, the history of the city in terms of music, the history of the city. <laughs> I'm a, I'm a history guy, so nice. the whole, you know, Chicago gangster shit of the early 20th century and stuff like that. I, I mean, I was really into, and so. Chicago is one of those stops I was pretty pretty psyched for. Yeah. So me be, me being the the virgin, the Chicago virgin. <laughs> it's I, always I funny it. when I have buddies come
0: in and they're like history guys too and they're like, oh, like let's go to like St Valentine Day Massacre and yeah, right. stuff like that. <laughs> and I cruise over there, and they're like, where are we? And I was like, yeah, this vacant lot is where it <laughs> yeah. happened. Uh, there is no longer a building there, and they're like oh yeah. <laughs> like there's no like bullet holes or anything and i was like there's a church where al capone almost got shot as he was walking out and the bullet hole's still in there but i'm like no this is kind of just like a vacant lot next to a nursing home now and they're like oh you shouldn't have taken me here <laughs> and I was, like, i'm like i'm sorry i'm sorry and i had a band from toledo shitty neighbors come on and they're like huge lawrence arms fans and he's like yeah he's like I, he's like, I know this is stupid of me, but I'm just walking down a street in Chicago thinking like, oh, I'm going to run into those dudes. Like, <laughs> I'm going to run into someone. And I'm like, yeah, dude, you might. you might. Yeah. <laughs> CM Punk lives above a tattoo shop, and I see uh, him running where? around all the time. Where yeah, exactly? Oh, I can point it out in the back. This man. guy? Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah, that guy. Return <laughs> imminent. Yeah. You'll see him just running down Western Avenue, and you're like, yeah, hey, CM Punk. And it's like, oh. That's weird. <laughs> Come back to us. <laughs> if you're listening. So any any other first time in Chicago? Or Jake, you were no, saying I've, that you've been here a couple times. I've,
2: I've played several shows. With like, This would be maybe the fourth or fifth show I've played in Chicago, but like the third band I've been in <laughs> to play in Chicago. So I've, I've always had a good experience here. I've ridden on the interstate south of Chicago,
0: close yeah, enough to where I can see it, but this is the first time going in. <laughs> okay, been yeah. In the city, so... Yeah, definitely the traffic. Yeah, that's that's a staple. And you guys probably came in like right at a peak hour. Absolutely, it was rush (laughs) hour. And you guys were saying you were driving in a circle. Looking for for donuts. I was looking
3: for donuts. I'm the donut guy. So I found this place, um, glazed and infused. infused. Oh yeah. Yeah. I was trying to fucking find it and got stuck. (laughs) I'm in the fucking tunnel going around and they're going around and getting out of the tunnel and going back and trying to tell us to go back in the same fucking tunnel. I'm like, not going to drive on fucking Whacker Street or whatever the fuck it was. Oh, yeah. We,
4: we almost took out pedestrians, pedestrians running in front of us, people cutting us off. It was like... Oh, yeah. We, 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 pedestrians we, we, always have right away. We, we, way to we didn't get a bus. Don't say <laughs> that. <it> <laughs> we did
5: not get <laughs>
4: a bus. A bus <laughs> bumped uglies
0: with us. They don't, they don't know our license plate number. Yeah. Like totally, totally anonymous. Not yeah. Us. I'll, I'll, I'll give you a I'll give you some other donut recommendations, the one that I couldn't think of was Do Right Donuts. I heard about Stands too. Stands is just down the street, and then Do Right Donuts, there's a couple locations. But how far down the street? How far <laughs> down the street would be like, it's a 15 minute drive from here down oh, okay. the street. okay,
3: that down the street, I got
0: you. <laughs> Sorry I
3: haven't had my donut fixed today. That's also the sh- like mention. a weird
0: Chicago thing, and I don't know if this is like across state lines, but Chicago's such a big city, but we always say, like, oh, I'll take, like, 25, 30 minutes to get there, no matter where you are or where you're going. Like, <laughs> ah, like, 25, I,
4: 30 minutes. <laughs> I, they, were, they were actually making fun of me because I'm, I'm originally from Jersey, and, um, Jersey, I, I, Jersey, and I told them, you know, I, they, they always make fun. of It's like, how come everything in Jersey is only like thirty minutes less? <laughs> because it is only thirty minutes. Like, if you live in Central Jersey, you know, thirty minutes can get you to the city and get you, I mean, get you anywhere. So, like, except but it out can't, of the state, exactly. exactly. yeah, exactly. which is why <laughs> oh, nothing good time. ever comes out of it. Took me, it took me quite a few years to get out of the state, but I made it out. So. <laughs> All right, we're going to take a little break. We're
0: going to be listening to some tracks from Wolves and Wolves and Wolves and Wolves throughout this podcast, and when we come back, we'll talk about what a touring band or visitor can expect from their hometowns, and for now, enjoy another track from Wolves and Wolves and Wolves and Wolves. I'm not going to get sick of saying that throughout this podcast. (laughs) wolves and wolves and wolves you just heard another track from them and we're going to be talking about winston salem knoxville and kind of what a touring band where first let's just start with like we'll start with winston salem is it you guys kind of Hyphenate it as one town. Is it really kind of like if you play one, you play the other? Are they close enough like that, or it used to be two towns, like back in
1: colonial days? Okay, there was the city of Salem and then Winston, okay. and then Winston just kind of overtook it.
4: Fair so enough. It's it's just yeah, they, they still know. have Old Town Salem that you can go to, but yeah. Winston's all Salem the witch is, stuff.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <right>. How sticky <laughs> you guys of the witch stuff, or is it just something that it's like. You grew up with, so it's not like a huge. Damn, that's uh. That's oh, the that's Salem, a, Massachusetts. Massachusetts. Oh. Yeah. yeah, so we man, yeah. we were talking about Cleveland, <laughs> Cleveland, Tennessee, Salem, yeah, North right? Like, right, exactly. <laughs> Just there should yeah, be the a, like, like a registry up. where it's Each like you got, got dibs out. on the city name <laughs> <laughs> and like only one city in like the U.S. have right? So, like there's like yeah. there's like yeah. a Brooklyn, Illinois, and yeah, there's a Springfield, Illinois, and yeah, a Springfield, Missouri. It's like fuck, man. So when people are going into North Carolina, is it something where they would? play it's the the bigger place to play would be like um, Charlotte Charlotte would be if you could play one city in North Carolina as you're going through would that be the one or because there's I mean there's kind of what is it the research triangle it's called where there's a couple colleges yeah yeah um, is the college scene good or are you just better off going to like more of like a Charlotte metropolitan it
1: depends on the style honestly Mm -hmm. like if you if you're a punk band or whatever you can probably do pretty well in either Asheville in the mountains. Okay, yeah. Charlotte, you know, is Charlotte. And then uh, the college I mean, every town in fucking North Carolina basically that is a town is a college town. (laughs) Oh, really? So, um, you know, the Research Triangle, you can get out there. There's uh, so many... uh, Ben Folds came from that area. Oh, nice. uh, James Taylor? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, There was... I mean, there's a lot of Great bands that come through from time to time, but it's normally like once or twice, and then you never see them again. Oh, okay. because against so yeah, me just came through. Against me just played it at uh, Motorco in Durham. Uh, oh, she burns her birth certificate. Oh, that was the show
3: that she did. It uh, yeah, that uh, that was in cool. Durham.
1: It uh, used to be. Uh, I mean, it's still there. Cat's Cradle in Carborough, which is basically Chapel Hill. Uh, where, where the University of North Carolina is mm-hmm. at, at, they always have the kind of underground, the bigger underground bands come through here, or through okay. there. I saw Get Up Kids on the reunion tour there, The Faint, uh, Blood Brothers, and a few other you know, a few other bands through there, but it just, it just doesn't seem like there's much of a desire for like hardcore or punk bands or anything like that coming through
4: really the one thing I will say about the hardcore stuff um, there's a a somewhat of a house show scene okay. um, especially in like the college towns and a lot of hardcore bands will will play those and stuff like that but in terms of like clubs doing it I mean it's like he said Charlotte stuff like that I mean so Charlotte's pretty accepting of just about anything, everything else, every other city. And Asheville's kind of the same way. A lot of the other places in North Carolina are really kind of like clicky, like yeah. oh, this yeah. is the kind of music that they are they support, and so all the clubs play that kind of music. Interesting. And, it's, and so it's, it's North Carolina, man, you know what I mean? So. So, if you could, so if you could pinpoint, like,
0: if we're talking like traditional venue in like Asheville or Charlotte or something like that or like DIY spaces in kind of the research triangle, if you could say like one like DIY spot to hit up and like one kind of more traditional venue to hit up. Well, well, should, should, be, should we like say it at
1: the same, same one. time? The, the, one, two, the three. The one place, <laughs> milestone. The milestone in Charlotte. Uh, it's been there since 69? 69. Um, the place is, is like, is they call it the Ghetto Fortress because it's just
3: it's a house
1: <laughs> in the middle of, you know, a run-down neighborhood. Um, and it's, it's fucking amazing. The people who run it are awesome. Uh, everybody, the door guy, the bartender, the, the people sound who guy. own the place, the sound guy. Everybody treats you with, like, respect. You walk in and it's just like fucking family. Um, so anytime somebody asks us, like, I'm coming to North Carolina, where should I play in Winston-Salem? And we're like drive the extra hour (laughs) go to Charlotte like no offense to Winston because we you know we We do Winston shows from time to time but it it just it it gets to be very disconcerting to to do a show and then nobody wants to come out sure we played a a festival a three-day fest uh, last year and the third day of the fest was when we were playing at our favorite venue in town, the Garage in Winston Salem. Okay. Another fucking awesome place. The guy who owns it, the bartenders, the door guys, sound man—they're all amazing. Um, but it was raining that day, so
0: nobody left their house. <laughs> That's and, what I'm like, I don't understand. It's like three inches of snow and like, yeah, city, I like, I don't get
1: it. It, it, it bummed us Weather, out, because we, we, yeah. we had just gotten back from our European tour last year, and that was like our, our homecoming show, we are like, it's going to be awesome, it's a festival, so people are going to hopefully come check us out, we just put out this record over on the German label and everything, came home, and, uh, well, it's been raining all day, nobody's coming out, and it, just, <laughs> it, just, it was a, a fucking pain in the ass, oh, I mean. Oh, man. I mean, I get it. I don't want to leave my house half the time, <laughs>
0: it's, but it's... I don't know. So when booking shows, in whether it be the one in Charlotte or any, anywhere, do you feel that it's most successful to talk directly to the owners of the venue? or is it the most successful to hook up with a band in the area and have them book the show on your behalf that's probably the best
1: route especially in the state because if you can find another band who's similar to you then at least you know you're gonna have some people to hang out with that night for sure for sure um, and if the you know if the band from the area is really into you you know they're gonna sit around and watch um, but the uh, the milestone the booking guy there is I mean he's just He's fucking hilarious, <laughs> but he's always awesome to deal with. It's okay. any, anytime that I'm like, hey, I need a date, I send him a message, and, you know, if, if it's open, you can get it pretty easily. Nice.
0: <coughs> so kind of shifting gears to across the mountains in Knoxville, uh, what can you say about Knoxville in terms of, is it a DIY-driven scene, kind of a bar venue-driven scene, a little uh, bit of both? No-
2: Knoxville is, is pretty cool. I mean, I've... <laughs> it's weird because it, like promoters and stuff on a bigger scale rarely look at Knoxville as even a, such like a B market like uh-huh. it gets passed a lot so we get a lot of smaller and then a lot of smaller bands and a lot of bigger bands will come through but um as far as like there's there's a couple DIY esque venues there's a good place called the Pilot Light that's really into like the indie scene sure but I mean I've before I, I, I joined Wolves I booked a, a booked wolves there and uh the turnout was awesome you know and like I I just promoted them because I like them yeah, yeah. you know and uh, but um there's there's like there's a venue called the open cord that just recently opened the past year or two and uh, they've got a great sound system and they're really nice and they pay the bands and they feed the bands and uh, they book damn near anything and you know they're, they're like a hundred cap room you know so it's <laughs> you know and, and it, it they're easy to book. Uh, people come out. There's a lot of good punk bands. There's a lot of good hardcore bands. Uh, and there's some bigger bands that are out right now, like like uh, like that huge death metal band Whitechapel is from oh, Knoxville, yeah. Tennessee. Yeah. Um. So like, there's a, a huge metal scene. Uh, okay. But, you know, it, it, there's a huge metal scene just in East <laughs> Tennessee. <East, period. laughs> yeah. Uh, but there's a, there's a lot of really good punk bands in in Knoxville that uh, anytime. Like I get hit up a lot from from touring bands, uh, just that know me from other bands I've been in and and wolves and stuff, and I, I usually don't have any problem hooking them up mm-hmm. with at least a good two to three band bill, you know that you know depending on what day of the week it is, you know there's always people that will come out, you know, and then yeah, and then sometimes I you know I'll feel bad I'll I'll go randomly to one of the venues just to check somebody out just to you know see a band I haven't heard or whatever and it'll be a band that I'm like, wow, these guys are good. And then I'll go talk to them because there'll be like five people at the show. Mm. And I'll be like, you should call me next time and I'll get some of the better bands in town that actually can bring, you know, 30 to 40 people out. Yeah, for sure. um, It's, it's got a good, good supportive punk rock scene. Like a lot, a lot of older, a lot of older, like scene vet type bands. And then you've got, uh, there's some good younger, you know, just out of high school, (laughs) 20 somethings coming out. And, uh, it, it, you know, it has its high points and its low points. You know. yeah. every three years, you know, bigger bands will break up, and then newer bands takes a couple, like a year to start. You know, sure. like, bringing people out. But, yeah, I mean, Knoxville's a good, got a good little small punk scene, for sure. That's
0: great. So definitely next time you're booking a tour, I know in Chicago it's been pretty popular to go south instead of going west, or or they either go across Pennsylvania and do kind of, like, Northeast and like New York and Boston and all that, or they'll kind of dip down the south. So definitely hit up cities in North Carolina, hit up Knoxville, hit up Charlotte, and uh, I'm sure these guys would be willing to point you in the right direction if you need help with anything, and I'll post their Facebook and their Bandcamp and all that in the description. We're going to listen to another track from Wolves and Wolves and Wolves and Wolves. i got to count it on my pan now to make sure I don't fuck it up. Uh, and when we come back, we're going to wrap it up, do a little speed round, and talk about the new music that's coming out. So for now, enjoy. This house is haunted. listen to a track from Wolves and Wolves and Wolves and Wolves and we are going to wrap this up want to talk a little bit about the new release that's going to be coming out pretty soon Uh, and then we'll kind of do the typical interview questions but for now what is the new release that's coming out kind of take us through what the recording process was if you're still recording or not and kind of anticipate a date of what what kind of physical release is going to come out soon Soon. <laughs> soon. Soon is um, a great date. Soon-ish. Soon-ish.
1: soon-ish. <laughs> ish. Ish. Always Later, ish. Later-ish. Uh, we finished recording like the week before we left out on this, or we finished mixing and mastering everything right before we left out of town for this tour. Um, we had started back in January and uh, pretty much was taking a couple weeks at a time just to get everything knocked out because some of the songs weren't fully written yet. Okay. We had the we had the drums, we had the guitars, all that kind of stuff, but I was still writing lyrics up until uh, like the day before I went in to record the final vocals, the lead oh, vocals okay. and everything. And then we got together to do backups and Is just that, kind of wrote you, everything on the Do you guys usually kind
0: of have a song not 100% before you go into the studio and kind of no. have the studio time as kind of... Everyone crammed in a room in the creative Jesus flow or was it kind of just a scheduling thing?
1: Yeah, that was pretty much we were yeah. just
0: kind of like
1: we were fucked basically. <laughs> we, uh, we had to have the, the, the final master and everything finished before we left on tour so that we could get it in the hands of uh, Gunner Records which is our European label because uh-huh. they needed to start pressing before we came over this year in September uh, so that they would have enough time <coughs> to send it to the plant get it in their hands, send it out for promo,
0: and have it ready for us when we land on the 16th or 17th out there. so you guys are doing this North American tour, and then you're going back for your second European tour. Yeah. Nuts, man. I mean, we're going as hard as we can.
1: Yeah. It's the only way that people really will, you know, not forget you, basically. Yeah, you gotta get the grind. Um, So, yeah, it's. uh, but here in the U.S., like, they're gonna release it over there for us. Uh, here in the U.S. we're doing it um, in partnership with Wiretap Records out of California, which is who we did our last 7-inch with, uh, the Scars 7-inch. Yeah. Um, so we're looking at a similar release timetable, maybe even whenever we get back from Europe, it's like maybe late October. It might be a Halloween release, who knows. Uh, it's all really dependent on the pressing plants and sure. all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, which is a pain in the ass now. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> The, the first 7-inch that I pressed for us, we were backed up because it was right before Record Store Day 2014. Uh, so we went from a like a 6-week turnaround to like a 20-week turnaround, uh, and we were like sweating it because we were getting ready to go on the U.S. tour, or the, the Southeast tour with uh, Ryan yeah. when we first met him and everything. And I was like, I have to have this record before we go, <laughs> <Yeah>. otherwise we're <laughs> basically just going for nothing. Um, just to play shows. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, the pressing issue right now is a big pain in the ass. For
0: How me. was it doing it yourself versus doing it through a label? Well, is, it, is there like a kind of control your own fate kind of thing or kind of ease of getting it done? Or
1: Thankfully, with both Wiretap and Gunner, they've let us Basically, do whatever we want. Uh, Artwork-wise, music-wise, we had no like we didn't send them the stuff, and they said, "Well, these two songs aren't good, so don't use these." Sure. So it was just a, okay, you want to put this out? It sounds good. Let's go. Um, and with Wiretap, it's we're kind of doing like a, the seven-inch that we did was a split release. Like we we covered part of the cost, they covered part of the cost. Uh-huh. So it was uh, like a joint release with them, and the same thing with the the new album is going to be another joint release with them. Uh, split costs again, so it's um, we're we're kind of just trying to put our money where our mouth is, yeah, and say, look, we believe in this, so we're gonna throw as much into this as we possibly can, mm-hmm. and if you can help us put the rest of the bill, then that's just amazing. Um, but at the same time, we're just trying to do it,
0: yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and that's awesome. How how was kind of the reaching out to label process? Was it kind of just? We were joking with, like, hand-in, Toby press release, press kits and stuff like that. Um, How how was the process of, like, connecting with a label like Wiretap, where you guys are literally on the other side of the U.S.? Um, Was it... I feel like a lot of local bands are like, oh, well, you know, I don't think we're ever going to make it out to the West Coast, so it wouldn't make sense to reach out to a West Coast label. Um, What kind of advice would you give a band who's... Wanting to kind of put the money where their mouth is and start kind of reaching out to labels. Well, fortunately, we didn't really have to
1: reach out to them <coughs> because the the first seven inch that we had done, two thousand fourteen, that I put out um, myself, we did a, a tape version with a label from Florida, uh, and that's where I'm originally from. So I had a friend oh, okay. down there who was doing a tape label, and he's like, "I want to put this out for you guys." The flesh and bones. Yeah, flesh and bone, and. Um, I was like, yeah, absolutely, let's do this. And he was connected to a bunch of different people. And just the promotion that he did on it, um, Rob from Wiretap sent us a message. Um, after that release came out. He's like, Hey, if you guys ever wanna, you know, talk about doing something in the future, then I'd be totally down for it. So that I mean that door opened itself for us and that's awesome And yeah. uh, it's, it's pretty much the same yeah. with, with Gunner in Europe our uh, our buddy Scotty um, had a relationship with them because he helped uh, the Sky We Scrape go out um, Arliss Nancy I think he's the one who hooked him up I'm not 100% sure on mm-hmm. that but he's helped a lot of bands get out to Europe and um, he sent us to Gunner like immediately and I got an email from him one day he's like hey Guys, want to go to Europe and play some shows? And I was like, <laughs> Duh, "Yes!" yes. <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> so he put us in contact with Gunner, and that—I mean—that again just kind of worked itself out for us. Like, I, I had to talk to Gunner, go through some of the you know specifics on everything, but it wasn't a—it wasn't a, we had to sell ourselves to anybody. It was uh, we had a lot of friends helping us along sure. the way. So it's you know just one of those things where it's like, all right. When can we repay these debts? <laughs> uh, when are you gonna come calling in these favors? <laughs> yeah. Um, because I mean, honestly, we wouldn't have gotten the chance to to go over to Europe without Scotty. So, and I mean, I've talked to him a thousand times. And told him, thank you, thank you, thank you. It was yeah. a fucking amazing experience. So, um, that's great. But yeah, I mean, I, honestly, it's I, I I've looked into like uh, submission. Uh, processes for a few labels or whatever and these days
2: it's just like you have to know somebody it's like, yeah. inside, it's, like it's like rats fighting over a food pellet <laughs> yeah. like when you go about it like that it's yeah, yeah. And,
1: and the 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 food pellet is the labels yeah the yeah. rats yeah. are the fans yeah, yeah. There are a whole lot of rats out there yeah.
0: yeah oh for sure a whole lot of rats so yeah so build your network and kind of cross your fingers and hope something lands but let's get into the speed round I'll ask a question and individually you will answer Uh, if uh, we'll emphasis on speed the show already started I think so we'll try and get out of here ASAP Uh, but the first question is always what is the first CD or record you remember buying with your own money or being given to you
3: uh, Foo Fighters self-titled. Nice. That was the first cassette tape I ever bought with my own money. Hell yeah.
4: Anyone else? I'm, Just chime in when I'm, you cover? Mine was Skid or... Row's self-titled album. Nice. Huge fan of Skid Row as a child. First concert also. Nice. Uh, my dad gave me poison open up and say, ah,
2: for Christmas on cassette <laughs> when I was a little <laughs> ugly kid. Hell yeah. I don't think he realized there were naked chicks on the inside. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for that, Dad. Thanks, dad. Uh, I I
1: don't know, I, maybe... I think the same day you got the Foo Fighters, I got Silver Chair. Yeah. <laughs> That's I, I don't Hulk remember. It's yeah, it a, yeah. <laughs> a
3: great album. Favorite alcoholic beverage? Uh, Shirley uh. Temple. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I like Rogue Dead Guy <laughs> Ale. Right. I like marijuana.
0: All right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I like Jameson, so I can't drink it. <laughs> good answer (laughs) if you could attribute one band that either you heard or you saw live and it was that band that after listening to them or seeing them you're like I need to do what they're doing I need to start a band what's the one if you could attribute you being in a band to one band what would that band be for me it was a band
2: that I was in middle school and high
0: school with called plaster
2: Uh, we played baseball as kids and they started a band and I was like these guys can do it. I'm in. I can do it. And I start. I, I joined the band within a year.
4: Nice. Uh, for me, it was the Ramones. I remember um, <clears throat> like always hearing like intricate music growing up and stuff like that. And I remember seeing the Ramones and hearing the Ramones and seeing just four guys in like leather jackets and jeans that could barely play their fucking instruments, <laughs> but were the most amazing loud crazy thing I'd ever seen in my life, yeah. and so when I got to see them live, and I and I've heard them and everything growing up, I mean, I was absolutely floored, and I was just like, that's what I want to do with my life. Awesome.
1: And so I I can't remember, I mean, I've always been into music and everything, but I can't remember like the earliest influence, but like the, the thing that made me know that it's what I wanted to do was, uh, it's actually two bands, because they were on the same bill that night, it was Avail and Hot Water Music. I saw them play uh, Skate Park at Tampa forever ago. I won't date it, because it'll just make me sound fucking old as shit. We are old! <laughs> but, uh, we are old! <laughs> but that night, watching, and Radon played too, but I was, I you know, just thought they were hilarious. But Avail and Hot Water, I knew about Avail beforehand, but seeing yeah. them play live, and then seeing Hot Water come on, and then they both were playing on ramps at the skate park, they just, like, solidified that, yeah, this is
3: what I fucking wanted. Awesome. Um, yeah, I guess that would be the same thing for me because we were both at that show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean,
0: I can't, honestly, I can't think of anything else. Thank for, you, Avail. Yeah. <laughs> and if, Hot Water Music. If you yeah, could open for one band, living or dead, Ooh. who would that band that, be? That's easy for me. It's the Clash. Clash.
4: Uh, I, I'd like to open for the Foo Fighters.
0: All right, nice. I, I, think I, that'd I be can fun. do with that.
4: Mine would be Nirvana. I'm the biggest diehard Nirvana fan you'll <laughs> probably ever meet. <laughs>
3: nice. Uh, fucking shit. I don't know. I'm just gonna say Hot Water because I fucking love watching them live. Hell
0: yeah, Hot Water or Chuck Reagan? Would you take Chuck Reagan solo as like a constellation prize, or does it have to be? It's got to be Hot Water. Nice. <laughs> I mean, I, I,
3: I love Chuck Reagan solo stuff, but Christ, just, oh,
0: we Hot Water live is amazing. Yeah. Alright, that's it. Thanks so much everyone for uh, tuning in and listening. This has been the Out of Towners with Wolves and Wolves and Wolves and Wolves. We're going to play you out with one more track from the band. Uh, Definitely check out their Facebook, Bandcamp, and check them out when they're in town next. We'll keep you posted on the new release and get a more finite date for soonish when we get that information. Uh, but for now, have a good day, night, evening, whenever you're listening to this, and we are out. <coughs> thank
5: Cheers. You. Well, thank you. Why? Well, thank
0: you. Why? Well, thank you.
5: Yeah